the NEA, which is short for negative emotion attractor. Now, what this is, is negative emotions. Those could be fear, anxiety, sadness, anger, distrust, and despair. And negative events produce negative emotions. Now, sometimes a researcher named Baumeister argues that sometimes negative emotions are a necessary function of human beings and negative emotions allow humans to be highly adaptable and thus facilitate human survival. Another researcher, Boyatis in 2013 said, without surviving, there can be no thriving. Now the PEA, the positive emotional attractor is characterized according to researchers well, by positive emotions. And these come about with positive experiences. You can see them in your facial expressions, the way you process information, and reactions that go off in your body. And positive emotions can be the emotions that we use to describe our responses to pleasant experiences. Some of these examples could be joy, interest, amusement, and love, according to the researcher Fredrickson in 2001. So a few questions. When the birds are flying high, do you know how I feel? When the sun is in the sky, do you know how I feel? When the breeze is drifting on by, do you know how I feel? Well, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me because I'm feeling good. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience. I'm a curious, trying to be a compassionate leader who is the creator of the Stephen Thompson Experience, a podcast for leaders and followers, hopeful optimists, careful pragmatists, bold asserters, people who want to bend the arc of the universe towards justice. My goal is to use this platform to educate, inform, and inspire individuals to use their gifts and talents in the service of others and march in the Stephen Thompson experience. We're celebrating Women's History Month and the lyrics that you heard above were from the song, Feeling Good, the Nina Simone version. Now, David Cheel in his series, Life of a Song, in the Financial Times said that Nina's version of feeling good was written to express a particular kind of euphoria that comes from liberation from oppression. And Nina's version was arranged and produced by Hal Mooney and it was recorded in New York in 1965. And it was on her album, I Put a Spell on You. Nina's recording has been used in TV commercials, in Volkswagen. It also made it to the top 40 on the UK singles chart in 1994. Then, five years later, it was used in an advertisement for a fabric softener. And the vocal track for Nina's song, Feeling Good, has been used many times throughout the years by singers by rap artists even jay-z and kanye west even used her vocals on their album watch the throne 
in 2011. So feeling good, freedom from oppression, or simply opening up the doors of opportunity for other people, that is a way to help other people feel good. Here's an example. Her name was Fanny Jackson Coppin, and she was a teacher, a principal, a lecturer, and a missionary to Africa. And she fought against some of the most cruelest oppression. Fanny was a woman who defeated tremendous obstacles, and she became an inspiration to generations of other people. Fanny was born a slave in Washington, and she was purchased later by a woman, and the woman took her in, and she went to go out and look for work, and she went to school whenever she could. By the time she became 14, she was on her own. And something inside of her drove her to get an education. And then with that education, she wanted to teach people. That was on her heart. So she moved to Rhode Island and went to school, went to the Rhode Island Normal School. And then she went to Oberlin College. In fact, because of her success at Oberlin, she became the first black person chosen to be a student teacher. And her senior year, in her senior year, she taught classes to teach freed slaves. Now, she graduated in 1865. And when she graduated, she became a teacher at the Institute of Colored Youth. It was a Quaker school in Philadelphia. Four years, it took her only four years to become the head principal at that school. And it was said over that time, she influenced over two generations of young people. She wrote a letter to Frederick Douglass in 1876. And in that letter, she discussed the commitment that she made. And here's what she said. I feel sometimes like a person to whom in childhood was entrusted some sacred flame. This is the desire to see my race lifted out of the mire of ignorance, weakness, and degradation, no longer to sit in obscure corners and devour the scraps of knowledge which his superiors flung at him. I want to see him crowned with strength and dignity, adorned with enduring grace of intellectual attainments. After she said this, her school was focused on doing this. She expanded her curriculum to talk about industrial development. She worked on a women's industrial exchange to show the works, artistic works of women. And she started a home for girls and young women to house people out uh, from who came from out of town. And she worked with the employers in the community to hire her students who would be able to use what they learned from her in her career. 1881, she got married to a minister and they were a huge force of leadership in the African-American community. She started to work, she continued to work at her school, but then she retired in 1902 and at age 65, she went to South Africa and became a missionary. She came back in 1907 
uh, her health was failing, but she was still vibrant in her spirit. She wrote her autobiography, which was called Reminiscence of a School Life. And she died in 1913 at age 76. So she was an example of a person who made other people feel good. So helping other people feel good. Here's an example. But sometimes when you work to help other people good, you will face opposition. So like, here's an example. So when Jesus preached in his hometown of Nazareth, they responded to his message like this. They took him to a cliff and tried to throw him off of it. But what did he do? He walked through the crowd and went on his way. So let me ask you this. How do you respond to opposition? You see, Fanny had opposition. So the first thing you got to ask yourself, do you believe that it's opposition? Now, we can be optimistic, but you don't want to be optimistic to the point where you deny the existence of opposing forces or resistance to you. Engaging opposition from an op optimistic point of view is better than being bitter or grumpy, but optimism should be treated like a yellow light. Slow down, proceed with caution, but be prepared to stop. Now, speedy optimism could result in distorting reality and missing the lessons available to us due to the opposition we are facing. Now, in the face of opposition, you can move away from the people, places, or things that generate the tension, and then take time to reflect on what is going on inside of you. What has this opposition stirred up in you? Anger? Bitterness? And then what plans are you going to begin to make? What ideas do you have? Now, proceed with caution through this part of the journey. So after reflecting, decide to engage with hope. Not hope that other people will change and begin to see the world your way. No, that could lead to more opposition from them and more anger and bitterness inside of you. Instead, you can just say to yourself, perhaps these people are just not ready. It isn't time for them to hear from me, or maybe I am not that person to move them. Instead, you can choose hope and you can move forward. You can move forward and do the work that you have chosen to do. Now, in this Bible story in Luke chapter 4, Jesus ended up leaving his hometown and went to preach elsewhere, and people came to him wanting to be healed, and he healed them. So there will be times of opposition. But guess what? There is still work that we can do, and there are people who want us around to do it. Hope tells you that serving is the right thing to do. Hope will move you forward in your work. The people who will respond to your acts of service are out there. Hope is a way that you can feel good. By helping others feel good, it is a way to move through the opposition and through the negative emotional attractors. So you go outside in the morning and you see the birds flying high, you can say, how you feel. When the sun is high in the sky, ask yourself, do you know how you feel? When the breeze is drifting on by, do you know how you feel? Remember, it's a new dawn. 
It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Feeling good. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience. My goal today is to educate, inform, and inspire, and I hope that I have moved you a bit in that direction. But if in any way you were offended, possibly upset, or triggered, I apologize. It's never my intent. If you are facing loss or tragedy, I pray for you to have comfort and the support you need and the help as you face them. But if you're happy, right now. Take the time to be thankful for what you have and remember those that are battling right now. Feel free to reach out to me through the comments. Leave an email address if you like to dialogue. And if you enjoyed this show, please follow along. Until next time, have another wonderful week. Thank you so much.